Oh, hey everybody. It's me again, Chris, that guy who plays Ashton in this show that you're listening to. It's so crazy. I'm a little bit tired. I'm sorry. I've had a long day. It's the day after Halloween that I'm recording this. And the day that you'll be hearing this is two days after Halloween. So yeah, that's how time works. But I'm just here to read off our patrons. So without further ado, huge shout out. Thank you to Julata Pang, the Pancake Renegade, Murray, Rosemary's Baby, Reese, your mom, Stuart Mumford, Hi Tchaikovsky, Sarah Royer, Zax724, Kenneth Shaughnessy, Soske, Stephen Jennings, SCP Archives, Robo Ghost World, Miss Chaotic Evil, Morgan Coburn, Tommy Fitzpatrick, The Bat Sammy, Cinder Soul, Hashtag Team Slurpee, Dwayne McGessey, Hope Von Gunton, Nick, S. Lee, Demon Cat Talia, Christopher Walker, and Gideon Ebeling. Thank you guys again so much for your support. Uh, it really means a lot to us. Uh, and you help some of us stay alive. So it's really cool of you guys. Um, anywho, uh, I'm running out of things to say. And I have to make this week's thumbnail. So enjoy the show. The following podcast contains material which may not be suitable for all listeners. Full content warnings are available in the show notes. Previously on Meddling with Monsters. You seem to enjoy taking trophies. Yeah, I'll get it from my mom. And where is she now? I don't know. Cassandra, you are camping out. You know that Dane is about to come out of that thing and that he's going to try to find something and he's going to use it in a way that results in an innocent person being hurt. And you need to stop him. And right when you have that realization, the egg shatters open. So are you going to get out of my way? Or what? Dane, Dane, snap out of it. What the fuck is going on? It's me, Cassandra. Dane will brandish a whip and full on actually attack Cassandra. Cassandra, you get whipped back. The line goes taut and then it snaps. You end up kind of flying back into the egg hard and you you roll into what's left of the egg and then it actually rolls off the side of the cliff. Cassandra, you wake up, hear the sound and you feel a little bit of heat and light from a fire. You hear a voice from the edge of the fire say, oh, careful there, careful there, you took quite a nasty fall. And there is an average height man with a short, blonde, and haircut, and he he kneels over you with a degree of gentleness and looks you over and says, careful there, you took a nasty spill, huh? If you weren't walking alone in the woods at night, who knows what trouble you might run into.
we typically associate silence and stillness with tranquility. A lack of noise or motion must mean that nothing is happening. And if nothing is happening, then nothing bad can be happening. Of course, this isn't always true. There are uneasy silences before a catastrophic event, calms before storms. And then there are menacing silences that hide the sound of things lurking just out of sight. The silence you are in, Tempest, is slightly more complicated. It is not a completely restful silence, but it is not quite a foreboding one either. It is a somber silence, not one that foretells the storm, but one that comes after it. The emptiness after the destruction, when there is nothing to be said or done but to wait until one's body and spirit have recovered enough to begin clearing the rubble. Some part of the back of your mind anticipates all the work that is to come in the wake of the mountain's destruction. But you try to put that out of your mind and rest for now, lying on your bunk in the Winnebago. However, your attempts at rest are disrupted by a sharp knock at the Winnebago's door, forcing you to deal with at least one more issue before getting some sleep. What do you do? Tempest does is lets out a sort of very long, exasperated groan and not get up just for a second, just pretending that this person's going to go away. Uh, the knock comes again and you hear M's voice on the other side. Hey, dude, sorry. I just, uh, it's kind of a little bit urgent, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, they... They sit up and they're like, yeah, come in, I guess. Emma comes in to your bunk area. It's it's later in the day at this point. I think y'all were hoping to get some sleep. Remind you, you know, Cassandra's still in y'all's mind just with Dane. Um, they're just chilling, dude. Egg time. <laughs> they're just chilling. <laughs> Cassandra and the egg. Two best friends. And says, yeah, so I was going to get some sleep. And then I got a bunch of text from Jimmy um, which usually I would ignore, uh, but um, yeah, no, sorry. So important. Uh, he apparently was texting Cassandra and then uh, she stopped messaging him, which again, I would normally equate with just her being smart. Um, yeah. But then I tried, then I tried to contact her a couple times and I couldn't. And uh I don't know, that can't mean anything particularly great, so we should probably haul it back up there and see what's up. I was just hoping we would get like a half an hour before something else you went and me wrong. Both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let me get my bag. All right. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll get Cass ready. Um, are we just going to leave Ashton here with the kids? We should tell him but I don't think he's in any state to be moving. All right, I'll get Cass. I'll, I'll gear up real quick. Um, you let him know. Yeah. And is Ashton still in the Winnebago infirmary bit, which is AKA, uh, I assume they hung up a sheet or something. Nah, he's, he's not in the Winnebago. He's, uh, he's, in, he's in his house. Okay. So you would have moved to your house after all of that, Ashton just checking? Yeah, he's like sitting on the couch in the living room watching some TV. Are you, what that are you just healed? out of curiosity? What are you watching? Yeah, I mean, I, he's I would not point healed. out he, he's like not like moving. He's like laying on the couch. Do you still have a, like, still have a fucking couch. IV in? What's going on here? Get, give me a visual. You know how like IVs like they're hung up on the rack. Uh huh. Is that what we did here? Is do we have like one of those like, little, like rack things? 
can I say that this is probably what happened? Tempest, you would have left Ashton there. Ashton would have been like, once you left, like, no, I'll get up and go back into my Absolutely. house and just carry the, yes, yes. So you try <laughs> to get up and look for Ashton first and he's not there. Oh, for fuck's sake. And they just, yeah. <laughs> see if he can see the trail of cookie crumbs or something. <laughs> yes. I, won't even, I won't even make you roll investigate a mystery. You can definitely see where it there went. There are three empty Oreo packages here. <laughs> I, I'm imagining, I'm imagining it's like Lord of the Rings. They like kneel down, pick up something off the ground. And what is it? It's half an Oreo. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think the other thing that gives it away is just the the glow of the TV coming from inside Ashton's house. Sure, just go up and run around after you lose all your blood and get stabbed a couple times. It's a great idea. They're they're like grumbling as they walk over under their breath. Okay, I assume you open the door, and I mean Ashton, just for, what are you watching on the TV? He's watching Golden Go- Golden Girls reruns. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh Great my choice. God. He may be an he, asshole, but he has some taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's just sitting there. He's like, he's got like, he found the cookies. They're just sitting next to him, just feeding them in. Yeah, obviously uncomfortable, but does not care. Yeah, um, Tempest will walk over, grab a cookie first thing first, and go. I'm glad you're feeling mobile. Look. M thinks something's up with Cassandra. We're gonna check it out. Stay here. Do not what? What? go what hunting monsters and all. Hold on. Hold on. Warrior moves. Not this Warrior shit again. <laughs> Sorry. What do you mean something's going on? Like, uh, they're not answering their phone. I apparently okay. I'm going to give you the short version. Jimmy was texting them. They stopped texting Jimmy back, which is a good choice on their part. And then M tried to get a hold of them. Couldn't. M thinks something's up. So we're going to go make sure everything's all right. I'm sure it's nothing. I really want it to be nothing because I really want a nap. So I'm willing that into existence right now. So you want to go, but you're really tired. I can't no. want to go now. No, you are not going anywhere. I'll be fine. And then he like Stay leads up. He's like, oh, fuck God, down. okay. Yep, they no, they, they put a hand on his shoulder <laughs> and sort of press him into the couch. Ow, I am fine. <laughs> I will go. Okay. You stay here. Yeah. Anything goes weird, let me know. The kids yeah, wake I mean, up, let I'm me know. Slippy. There you go. Unless you You'll want to no, I'm, no I'm, I'm sh- I would not deny you the company of the best girl in your condition. Good. Actually, Slurpee does sort of like acknowledge this and then just kind of curls up next to Ashton, trying to make sure he doesn't do anything else stupid. Slurpee, I'm trusting you as the one with the brain cells here to keep him from doing something that he shouldn't do, all right? Normally, I would be offended by that, but you know, you're kind of right. I don't know how you do that. That, that, that Slurpee has like three brains. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Fucking eyes Watch. wide. <laughs> All right. So I think you arrange with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I think we'll we'll assume we'll we'll eventually cut to probably you and M just getting um, up there unless there's something we're doing in between. But actually, um, just just so that I torture the audience more, we're not going to cut to Cassandra just yet. 
we're gonna cut to Dane. Uh, Dane, you just finished smashing up a tree, right? Yeah, there is no tree left. It's just splinters and leaves and or, or needles, depending on the, the kind of tree it was, everywhere and dust, a lot of sawdust. So I'm gonna give you something. Eventually, like you, you were smashing this tree up in a rage, right? Mm-hmm. And you eventually probably come down a little bit, right? You start to eventually get your senses back. Yeah, like Dane, like sitting like against what is left of the stump uh, that has been uprooted, uh, mind you, at this point. Yeah. And just kind of like sitting against it, very like weary. If you look at your hammer, your hammer has blood on it now. Oh, no. Dane will take the hammer and just kind of like place it in front of him, kind of like spin, spin the hammer. And then Dane will try and like wipe it off. You you hear a very small cry of something from behind you. Dane will not feeling any threat from himself, really. We'll just kind of like quietly look over his shoulder. What you see is a reminder, Dane, that t- trees are not empty things. Some things call trees home. And when you smash them up <laughs> indiscriminately. <laughs> Um, do you want to do you want to know what what you see lying there half broken is a possum you fucking monster you do this to Zara who is innocent no I, I, I don't do this. I would not have done this had Dane not snatched up the tree without this Dane. You're right. Chris, once again, uh, proving he, they are the baby of this group. Yes, but honestly, we need the baby to hold us morally accountable for our crimes. Um, you, you can tell the lower half of it's pretty smashed up. It's probably not going to make it at this rate unless you have some magic thing you can pull out of your ass, which I doubt you do. Which leaves you probably one option to reduce its suffering. Oh, yeah. Dane could try and heal it. You could. I'm curious if you would try that in this case. What would Dane do? What does Dane feel, I guess, also? Dane feels nothing but uh, immense regret and loathing. Um, yeah. <laughs> for the possum? So, uh, for himself, um, really. Dane will walk over. He does kind of want to fix it, but he, but only in, in the way that he... He wants to try and fix the possum because he... he it's the only... He can't feasibly think about fixing himself right now, so... Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Dane is gonna try and Dane's gonna try and heal it. Really? Just, yeah, but how? That's, I know. I don't know. I'm absolutely willing to work with you. I yeah. just need a visual. Dane is going to scoop up all the blood and guts and kind of like put it there together with the bottom half. And the whole time is like, I'm very sorry for what I'm doing, and just kind of like put everything on the possum on the bottom half of the possum, <laughs> and then he will. This is how he's going to do it. Okay. I, Dane will open up one of his larger scars, uh, for example. He'll open up the one on his leg and kind of like sit in front of the, the possum and he will pick up the possum and he will look at the mouth on his leg and he will say, Do not eat. And he okay. will like lower the possum into his mouth hole. And he will, he is going to try and think about 
where he came from, like, cause he kind of vaguely remembers where, what, you know, waking up with a new body and everything. And so he's going to try and do the same thing with the possum. A going to try and heal it that way. Even if that oh. means healing it with like giving it new monster sprites. Yeah. Monster oh, all right. Possum. This is not the, ex- the yeah, <laughs> the I didn't expect possum this. from that town. <laughs> oh my um, god. <laughs> okay. Um no roll use magic. This is heal one harm. I mean okay. it's it's a possum, so I doubt it has much harm capacity, so one's probably sufficient. Um uh, let me see here. That's plus weird. Is plus weird. Um, with my stats right now, that it would put it at a nine. Okay, that means you have to pick a glitch. Eldritch trash possum. Which I mean, God, the options on the glitch here. There's so much potential. That's fair. He comes back totally fine, but he craves water. This is very much like Dane to do something in the best interest, but not really think about the ramifications of his decision. I think so. Zara needs yep. a magic possum. You know what? It can hurt me, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's make it hurt me. Hurts me okay. to give it back to this thing. No, this is what I think happens is or when whatever. Possum is lifted back up. And I think since you didn't pick, say, like unintended side effect or whatever, it is not at least immediately. Oh, man, no, I got I to gotta do a little bit of the Eldritch Possum, don't I? I'm missing out on too much of an opportunity if I do nothing there. I, I think probably some of the scars do look a little bit kind of in that sort of phase and some of that, some of your earlier scars did before they opened. But the other thing that you notice is that it, it's not like the mouth just like coughs it up or whatever. It actually lifts it out with one of the tongues and the tongue is attached and you feel, remember how we've talked about how your life drain feels. You feel that, but in reverse oh, as if man. you are. Yeah. And so this is literally, this is the reverse of your life drain, which I think is the best way to explain how you could heal something. And so you take one harm from that you just sort of feel the energy like drained out of you but the possum's whole and it looks up at you and then just immediately turns and dashes into the forest again just does it away. do that thing where it get real stinky maybe probably the, i don't know if- for the sake of like uh don't now pardon my um lack of understanding of terrestrial mammals i don't know shit about anything that walks on land but from my understanding it's like not skunk-like in that it's spray, but sometimes possums play dead and they exude a really bad smelling liquid. I just think Dane should be stinky after this. That's fair. I don't care. Uh, probably a little bit. There's, I mean, there's so much. Dane is probably sweating sweat. so much. I am yeah. sweat. I'm covered in possum blood. I'm covered in sawdust and probably whatever the scar monster hit me with. I also my own blood because I'm dying. So... Um, I actually have. Yeah, I have now a, to be clear, you recovered all your harm. Oh, I from, did. Okay. Other, other, well, so anything, harm. any harm you suffered from the mountain, you would have recovered all of it out of coming out of your egg. Right, but then all the harm I took from uh, the scar yes. monster, which uh, puts me at uh, a lot. I'm hurting. Yeah, a lot. So I should not get hit anymore. Now? I should not yeah. get hit anymore because I will. Knowing that, what does Ding do now? Dane will pick up the hammer and start walking back in the town. Uh, they just, they don't, they're really distraught and so they don't really know what to do. So they're gonna probably just go and do the one thing that makes sense right now. Cause they can't confront Cassandra. They need to think on that. They're probably just gonna go help in town. 
So it's it's late at this point. There's probably still help to be done, but just to set the stage. Oh, yeah. It's probably, at this point, it's the best time for Dane to do it because Dane is uh, very monstrous looking and therefore would probably draw a lot of attention. Just to- Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So then I think we will cut now to Cassandra. Also, uh, one moment. <laughs> I did I did want to look this up. So they do they do the mid smell more along the lines <laughs> of uh, a decaying corpse. So Dane yeah, yeah, they play like dead, dead, right? <laughs> Dane smells, Dane like, smells dead, like dead. So what's new? <laughs> he looks dead. He smells dead. He just and isn't he's dead, dead in yeah. my heart. He hype for carming this possum. Oh. It got he better. Heart, he healed it. <laughs> it got kind of better. There is something wrong with this possum. We all know that, right? Look, it became, it, 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 it became the that town possum. <laughs> oh my god, I'm wait. tell Jesse that we were. Can we just have it like later before we leave town? Just be like, oh yeah, something got in my possum traps earlier. Ate through it. Don't know what that's about. <laughs> you, just, you just hear this like reverberating eldritch hiss. God. <laughs> I leave Pete, I leave bowls of mango out now for possum. Yeah. So Cassandra, just to set the stage, you got your dad yeeted you off a cliff. Yep. And then you, you just got knocked out. The next thing you remember, you are waking up by a fire, and a medium build man with close cropped hair uh, was looking you over and basically said, you know, you got to be careful out here. Who knows what trouble you might run into. And the other detail for the audience's sake, you and I discussed this in the last couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, critically, what is Cassandra's, what, what critical detail should the audience know about Cassandra here? Cassandra's glasses are gone. They cannot see shit. Literally getting Velma up in this shit now. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> As just so that I know this going forward, you know, Cassandra, a lot of what you do, especially like the last 24 hours, involves a lot of needing for mobility. Do you wear contacts? Do you just hope your glasses stay on in a situation <laughs> like that? I could see why you would have had them when you were resting next to Dane, because that was a quieter yeah. moment. No, Cassandra. Cassandra has a pair of contacts. Right? Yeah, Cassandra has contacts. Right? Too many times of losing glasses the first time. <laughs> yeah. So upon being woken up like this, and O'Connell saying that last phrase, what do you do? Cassandra, well, the feeling, feeling the intense pain that they can't really get them. Cassandra's just gonna like turn their head towards the direction of the voice, and is uh, say, uh, uh, what? What what happened? What? Where am I? Careful, careful there. It looks like you took a nasty spill. I heard a noise and uh, found you uh, down over there near the cliff's edge. Uh, I just... I remember falling something like that. Yeah, no, that's about what I... uh, Gavard, honestly, I'm kind of amazed. Who are you? Oh, sorry. And he, uh, he, he's, I should emphasize, he is actually standing over you at this point. And he was saying that last phrase, he was kind of looking you over. And he, uh, he just extends a hand in your general direction and says, uh, you can just, uh, you can just call me Sean. <laughs> can you see enough to reach out and shake his hand or are you too disoriented to? Yes, but 
Cassandra will not do so. Okay. For for one, new person, don't trust that much. Uh, two, everything hurts. <laughs> okay. So what do you do instead? They will just like give a nod. So uh, what what's uh what's your name? Cassandra. Um. I really hate to be a bother about this, but uh, do you have any potential explanation for uh, that? And he points at your arm <laughs> with a sizable crack in it now, which you can see has probably got, you can actually, now that you start to feel over your body a bit, you can tell that some of the cracks have probably gotten worse as a result of your impact there. Um, um. I'm assuming if I'm visible, uh, the sleeves would be like ripped or torn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've been yeah. pulled back or ripped or whatever. Yeah, like Cassandra's like pulling like the arm closer to their body, just kind of like trying to like hide it. Um, and they're like, <clears throat> it's something you most likely won't believe. Well, uh,. I was gonna try to move you and get help, and then it seemed to be getting a bit, bit worse, so I tried to get you stabilized. Um, I, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, do, are you, are you alright? Do you got people around? Uh, not here, I... My bag's up there. Uh, do, do you need me to go get something or whatever? I would not advise you to go up there. Uh, any particular reason why exactly? Let's just say things are starting to get a little less fuzzy here and well. I didn't exactly just fall. Uh, that's not exactly reassuring. Um, are you are you okay? Everything hurts, but I'm still alive. You know that, and yeah. Well, are you were you walking around? Uh, you walking around here by yourself? I had someone with me. Are they okay? Do we need to go look for them? I... I don't know. Well, did the thing that did whatever threw you off that cliff, did that get them too? Do we need to, like... He starts to kind of get up and, like, look like, do you know, are we safe here or whatever? <laughs> um... Oh jeez, I'm 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 trying to process the emotions just as much Cassandra is. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Take your time. You know, no, they don't want to admit that their best friend was the one that did. <laughs> yeah. So what? So what do you say then? Mm. Oh God. <laughs> I.
and like with that like Cassandra actually looks like they're about to cry because <laughs> they're feeling overwhelmed okay um I think he leans down next to you hey hey what's up what's up are you like it's alright you're safe everything's gonna be fine uh can can we move you? Can we get you up to get some help or something? How's Cassandra feeling? As in, like, the damage so far? Everything does hurt. I think, I don't even know how much harm I assigned to that, but it was probably at least a couple. So you're definitely, I think you definitely have minus one ongoing for the moment because of how bad your head is. I do think there's some concern from you that if you try to get up and move too much, you might risk losing more of yourself breaking off. But you also know that you probably don't want to, uh, that you, and not that you don't want to be here because of this person, because I don't think you're in a condition where you'd be able to recognize any danger from O'Connell, but I think you also know that you probably should try to get back with your friends sometime at some point. Uh, whether I can or not, it's not. I, I, I need to get back to my other friends. All right, where, um, where, where are they going to be? Where do we need to go? Uh, I'm... I'm not really sure. I, I don't know where I am. Um... Well, uh... I, uh... Like I said, I found you down at the bottom of the cliff. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a quarter of a mile off. I, uh, managed to get you back here. I figured it would be safer. Yeah, with that, they probably pointed some like vague general direction being like okay the cliff was there we headed this direction in so that direction out uh yeah well the only problem is if we want to get you back uh up there it's going to be a bit of a ways around it's not like we can just climb straight up a cliff right unless uh unless I don't know um does he gestures to your arm does that sort of give you cliff climbing abilities or something only if it was, if only it was that useful. So I I I want to help you here. I want to help you, but I I kind of need I need just a little bit more detail about what it is that I'm getting myself into exactly. <sighs> I I was tossed off the cliff. I. Someone I had considered my best friend. And did that give you those? He gestures again at your arm. No, this is a thing that's been with me for a while, but he... <sighs> he Did he hurt? He, why did your friend toss you off the cliff? I... Are you, are you safe? I don't know... This is the first time anything like this has happened. So he hasn't shown signs of aggression or anything like that before? I mean, he... He likes to fight, but... was never aggressive towards me. I mean, you know... uh, I don't know what happened to him. Something in him changed both... Physically, and something in his head. That sounds like he was pretty violent to begin with. (sighs) 
I mean, is this just the first thing he's directed it towards other people? This just happened to be the I first mean, time he's directed it towards you. Several. several. Are you going to be safe if I? Are you going to? Do we need to get you back to your friends? Is that, are you going to be safe with them? I don't know. I... All I know is that something happened. I ended up tossed off a cliff. Now I'm here. I can't see. I'm lost. And everything hurts. Okay. Well, then what we're going to do... We're going to get you situated... And, um, me and, uh, my boy here, and he actually pats, there's a shape next to the fire. It's kind of blurry for you, but he pats, uh, what looks like a, a dog shape, like about a Doberman size dog. And he says, uh, me and, me and my boy here, we'll go, uh, he's, he's clearly trying to think. We'll, uh, we'll look for help. Um, we'll see if we can get some other folks down. Cell service isn't great, uh. And it seems like there's been a few uh, few issues on the roads lately. We've kind of been stuck here a bit ourselves, trying to get out. Um, but we'll uh, we'll go see what we can maybe find a road, flag someone down, uh, and uh, come back. Are you gonna be? You gonna be all right? I'll be fine. Are you sure you're gonna be safe if we take you back to your friends? I mean, we can if you're not. You know, we can get you somewhere else. We can, you know. I have nowhere else to go. I am not going to stop you, but I don't exactly feel great about bringing you back to someone who hurt you. You know, if you're in need of help or something, we can get you out of that situation. The others are fine. The others... It's not them I'm worried about. At that moment, Cassandra, you hear the sound of something large walking in the woods. So I got, it's, it's dark enough for you to see. The campfire only illuminates so much of the forest. Um, there's a bit of moonlight filtering through the trees, but not much, but there's something large. And O'Connell notices it too, and both he and his dog kind of perk up and look the other way. What's your reaction? Look towards where the sound is, even though I can't say shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, you, you look. You definitely don't see anything. What? I don't know. I don't think it doesn't sound. Uh, doesn't sound like a bear or anything. Um, I'm. All right, me and me and uh, me and my boy here. Uh, we'll we'll go up. We'll we'll try and look. Uh, see if we can. If it's you know, hopefully it'll leave us alone. Maybe we can scare it off. And then, if if anything happens. Like I said, the cliff you came from, about a quarter mile down that way. You go there and see if you can, you know, meet back up with someone or get some... I didn't find a bag or anything. 
Onius. I don't know if she's got any way to contact people, but... Cassandra definitely feels this, like, tight feeling in their stomach being, like, another person putting them, like, in danger <laughs> because of, like, all of this. Yep. But they can't do anything to help this time. <laughs> they can't see. Yeah. So he gets up and he starts walking off in the direction, unless you say or do anything to stop him, he's going to get up and him and his dog are going to start walking off in that direction. Um, and uh, you're just sitting there by the fire, right? Yeah. It's distant. Their footsteps grow distant, as do that of the, the larger thing moving in the woods. And then you hear a scream and a roar, and you recognize the sound of the roar because it's the same sort of roar that Dane's mouths make when they scream. And and then you don't hear anything for a bit. And you're alone by the campfire. <laughs> God damn it, Clay. Clay, what are you doing? <laughs> Plot twist, I just died. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not yet. Not till um. later. Plot twist, O'Connell just died. There goes our problem. <laughs> Let's let poor Celeste think. They need time. Oh, yes. Um, uh, so, Cassandra is uh, it's going to uh, get up as fast as they can. Uh, upon hearing silence um, and is going to is going to try to make their way out and you're going the direction that they said the cliff was in mm-hmm alright I think that you need to roll just with the state that you're in an act under pressure roll here to see how well you navigate in that direction and then uh, that would be minus one uh, yeah, yeah, because of the way your head's at. That is a six. Oof. All right, so I assume you're not taking a luck point for this, are you? Nope. All right, what hey, am I going to do? that's experience. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to let you do something a little retroactively here you are running and you're starting to panic and then you feel that that sound in your head and you feel it's an idea more than it is concrete in words but it's basically saying i can get you out of here if you let me so that's the emotion or the, the idea that you feel and so this is me telling you you can get a plus one to this retroactively in exchange for a minus one later Hmm. Or you can take whatever consequence happens. Cassandra will take it. Yeah, no, that that's what Cassandra Charlie would do. Um, okay, and what you feel is is you panic, um, and then uh, you feel you you fall and you can't see well enough to see this, but you you almost instinctively know because it's happened. You feel space starting to like pull away around you and it starts to pull away so much that it's just you're just in a void almost and then all at once it starts to contract and when it's done 
you are standing up on the cliffside near the egg. Hey everyone, it is Danny here. Hope you're enjoying the episode. It was a lot of fun to work on. Uh, it's nice getting back into the swing of making these after we took a little break. Briefly, in terms of announcements this week, I wanted to give a little plug uh, to Trials of the Apocalypse. We've mentioned them a few times on this show, but this plug is particularly special because I am actually a guest player on their latest arc where we play the game The Watch. It is a really good game and it's a really fun arc. And David, the, the DM of that show, has done an excellent job assembling the arc and putting it together. And I actually also helped do the music for it. So if you enjoy the music on the show, definitely check it out. And give the rest of Trials of the Apocalypse's arcs a listen. They're all really good and they're a great show. And they've always been great to us. And as a quick reminder, if you want to support us here at Meddling with Monsters, you can do so at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash meddling. We actually recently just updated our sticker. So our first sticker was a really cute Slurpee one, and our second one was an adorable clam science one. But our third one is none other than everybody's favorite terrible, terrible Mothman, Jimmy Garbanzo. And as a special guest, I have brought on Mr. Garbanzo himself to talk about how great the sticker is. Do you want to introduce yourself to Hey there, everybody knows who I am. There's not really any need to do that. I mean, you know, if you listen to the show up to this point, you gotta know. And I'm amazed you actually made it through like the first 10 or so episodes where I'm not in, because like those must have been really fucking boring or whatever. Yes, Jenny, um, we're, we're grateful that everyone listened long enough to make it to your debut. Also, why the hell did the music just change? Oh, I got a magical like boombox that just follows me around everywhere and makes sure the house music plays all the time kind of a thing okay so um so you know you've seen the sticker what do you what do you think about it well you know i mean i think uh credit to celeste who did the design for it i think you know they got pretty close to how good i look i do look pretty adorable it's pretty hard to like capture the proper essence you know the, the garbanzo essence as i call it which is actually like the name of a cologne i was thinking of starting which is another business deal i started on the side of the guy didn't exactly pan out long story there don't need to worry about it don't ask any questions why are you asking questions why you got that look in your eye don't worry about but, it but um you, you do think that the sticker is, is good right oh, yeah it's pretty good i mean you know like i said kind of hard to capture how like absolutely perfect i look in person but hey not a bad job. Definitely would get one, you know, stick it on the back somewhere. That way everyone can see two of me because I am that amazing and everyone should do that. Yeah. Yes. Jimmy, everyone is, is very aware of how amazing you well, are. See, I don't really know. Like, actually, like I haven't been like in, in this episode or in the last episode. So, I mean, like, you know, your ratings or your listenership or whatever must be really down because like if Jimmy's not there, then what's the draw anymore? Like, what is gang going to be the draw? Big grumpy guy with all the scars going and throwing his kid off a cliff. That's not a draw. The draw is like Jimmy Garbanzo. You need to get more Jimmy. Yes, Jimmy. Um, thank you for promoting the sticker. And um, you, you can go now. Oh, but no. But like I had so many other things. I, I had like some, you know, some, oh, did you, you know, happen to need any like, equipment for the show? And I could have stuff, you know, you could just pay me like a favor back later. Maybe get a mail spin off show or something. Hey, why not? Okay, I think I got him back in the bag for now. But yes, uh, Jimmy's antics aside, um, the sticker is really cute. Um, don't tell him that too much. It'll go to his head. But yeah, you can check that out at patreon.com slash In addition to the Patreon, you can follow us on Twitter at MeddlingPod. And please also give us a review on iTunes, even if that's not the platform you happen to use to listen to us on. The reviews still help and they help get the show more traffic and we're grateful for them. And beyond all that, just, you know, 
tell people that might like the show about it and continue to spread. We haven't really done much in the way of advertising the show other than, you know, a few plugs here on some uh, fellow TTRPG shows, but we've been growing pretty steadily and that's because of word of mouth and that's because of y'all telling people about the show and we're super thankful for that. All right, so that about wraps up all of this. Um, Our next episode will be out on November 16th. As a quick heads up, uh, at least as we currently have it split up there's about two more episodes left kind of wrapping this arc up i wanted to get the wrap up done quicker rather than later but as you kind of will see from this episode things spiral a little bit out of control and it's really fun and everything that happens is really fun but it does mean that wrapping this arc up took a little bit longer than we initially anticipated but i think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode and you're definitely going to enjoy the next arc that we get down to in atlantis We've been recording it for the past uh, month or two, and it's been an absolute blast. I know you guys are going to love that. So I will see all of you on November 16th. And until then, enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. Was there anything you wanted to do on the ride over with M Tempest, or can we just have you guys show up? I mean, Tempest wants to know why the fuck they're acting so strange. Do you do that now? I think they're they're pretty quiet on the drive up. Oh, Tempest is never let well enough alone. So yeah. Do you say something? Do you try to read their body language? What do you do? I think they sit for a minute, and they're very clearly like gnawing on something, like in their brain. Like I don't know, we we have problems right now. Is this sure? But then they're like, "Fuck it." Look, are you all right? No, I'm exhausted, and we just killed a mountain, and apparently our psychic might be broken again. No, I'm not all right. Okay, all of that is fair, but you've been acting a little strange for the last day or so. Is everything okay? What are you talking about? Like, again, we're, we literally had to fight a mountain. So yeah, I've probably been a little stressed. I had to see my ex twice in one day and I had to go to that church or whatever it was. So yeah, I'm a little fucking stressed. I don't know what, the problem is you walked me through what the weird things I was doing and that was a while ago and I forgot all of them. (laughs) So we have to pull that up. Oh babe, Um, no, that's okay. Uh, Basically just, uh, to give you a recap, and honestly, the audience could probably use a recap too, so it's fine. M has been, at least for the last you know 48 hours, some of the things you might have noticed is their body language kind of shifted a little bit when Cassandra brought out and talked about their amulet. Um, they kind of got a little bit quiet from that. And... And then for the past, they've they've definitely seemed weird about them saying, you know, the whole thing about having to go near a quote unquote church as they refer to it or seeing their ex twice. Someone, those, those things have no doubt been stressful. But in addition to that, like their body language, especially around you has been very like, like we mentioned, not making eye contact and things like that has been the main thing. Yeah. And so, when you mentioned that you were talking to your family, they, uh, that seemed to be like some type of sore point for one reason or another. Yeah, yeah. So they're, I'm not gonna repeat all that, but, but you know, they will bring up those points and be like, so it's something upsetting you? 
just, I want to make sure you're okay, all right? Roll investigate a mystery. And I'm a smarty pants, which is good for me. You're a nosy ass smarty pants is what you are. Hell yeah, I am. That's a 10, baby. Nice. <laughs> All right. You get to ask me, and this will be this will be a mix of maybe things M says or things M lets out with context or body language. Like, what do you want to try to figure out? <laughs> I mean, what is being concealed here is the obvious one, yeah? Um, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, you say all that, and M, uh, and it's like, I just, um, I don't know, I, you've been, I know this is probably a lot for you to adjust to, and I just feel bad, you know, you're wrapped up in all of this or whatever, and it's, it's fine though, you're doing fine. And what I'm gonna give you is, M sort of betrays how she's feeling, although not the why. Um, the why doesn't seem very convincing, although maybe it's partly that. But you realize like M's, the, the thing that's kind of being poorly concealed, M's inability to look at you, M feels guilty about something. And specifically she feels guilty about something. I mean, you've seen that, it, it, you recognize it as being somewhat similar to how she directed it towards whatever Cassandra was talking about, but she's definitely, and I think the other, th yeah, yeah, I think that that's, that's, does that, like, M, M feels guilt, M has done something or is doing something that is hurting you, putting you in danger, something like that, and she's not telling you about it, and she feels bad about it now. Ooh. Yeah. They want to keep prying along this line, because it's getting very interesting. Hmm. I see. <laughs> I kind of want to do what was it going to do? Does that make sense in this context? What they want to find out is what the fuck is being kept from them. I don't know if they are going to be able to do that. But yeah, like, what was what, it going to do? What the hell did M do? Well, that's what happened here. Or what is it? So let me give it to you. So what is it going to do? Or what was it going to do? would be like, what does M intend to do or try to do, you know, in the next little bit or whatever that might relate to this? What happened here would be a little bit more along the lines of past tense, if that makes sense. And both of those are useful. Okay, I thought so I, it's kinda, I, thought I just used like that one. Oh, no, no, you what, used what, what is being concealed, being concealed here. here. That's what I used. Yeah, sure, what happened here is then that makes more sense, yeah. Okay, M talks about not meaning to get you wrapped up in this. The fact that all four of you happened to meet up in a town uh, and that M happened to be at the same restaurant three of you were at, and that they happened to know where the map was and seemed to kind mm -hmm. of know where to lead y'all to keep things going, yeah. seems a little more sus now that you've had some time to think about it. Finally, uh -huh. someone fucking mentions it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was, this we're like, huh. Weird how M knows oh, all this I, shit. I, Okay, and I think okay. I think the kind of thing is Ready. all of you, and I think maybe even you know to kind of balance things out a bit, you know, kind of on your own, Tempest. It is sort of a feeling. I'm not going to make you tell you that you're suspicious of the others, but you do start to s sort of calming down from the adrenaline of the past couple of weeks of like, oh yeah, I have just trusted that all of these new people I've met are all on the up and up, and I've kind of entrusted <laughs> my life to all of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think they. Um... They take a second. They there's a there's a there's a pause, and they go, M. 
it seems like... Well, being as you're treating this as if it's your fault that we're all, or I'm at least involved in this, despite the fact that you very much didn't want me to be. So why do you worry about it? Since that's, you don't get another question. Yeah, they're just, that's just them saying. And what I'm going to say happens is y'all are pulling up to near where the cliff is. And then up ahead, just over the cliff ridge, because y'all had to park a little bit away. It's, I think maybe even you're starting to get out as some of this happens. Cassandra just whoops, kind of like the reverse of the bag getting photoshopped out into existence on top of the cliff. And actually now we're going to cut to Ashton because I have something fun and I want to give Chris a chance to do something. Ashton, you are chilling oh boy. <laughs> watching TV, right? Yeah, just watching Golden Girls reruns. How, how, what, how does Slurpee feel about the Golden Girls? How does Oh, Slurpee, Slurpee loves it. Oh. <laughs> Slurpee, Slurpee very, I think Slurpee very much relates to Blanche, just kind of having to deal with a bunch of goobers around her constantly. <laughs> oh my god. Absolutely fucking valid. There's a knock at the door. Yeah, who's there? Well, I'm kind of busy doing a... Uh... Package. Uh, you leave it on the porch. Okay. Um, you hear a package get dropped off, and... Up footsteps go away and a, a van pulls out. Do you try to see what kind of van it is or whatever as it's pulling away? He like tries to get up, but it kind of hurts a little bit. But it'll like try to like do that thing where like you take your like sh- your elbows and then like put them on the back of the couch and then like use yourself to lift yourself up and it'll like try yeah. to see if you can get a look through the window. Not gonna lie, I've never gotten myself um, off a couch that way, but. I, I believe you. I have also never gotten off a couch. I don't know, know what the fuck you're talking about. I know, I know actually, I know what Chris is describing. Just me um, and Dana. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're able, I'm not even going to make you roll for much of anything here. You're, just, you're able to get a glance out the window. It just looks like kind of a regular ass delivery van. You don't, they're not even like a green leaf delivery van, just a regular ass delivery van. Okay. It's a bomb. <laughs> Who knows? You gotta go out and check. Why did that fucking kill me? <laughs> I just like the idea of like him opening his door, and it's like one of those. It's that picture of uh, the post office box, and it says, "Definitely not bees. Shake vigorously." <laughs> uh, Ashton has left that box on some doorsteps at his time. The only, uh, the only bee you're having to deal with is Trisha, so don't worry. <laughs> hey, hey. Shake that so, uh, vigorously. He, he will uh, take his time getting up and uh, he'll just like hobble like over to the front door and like pull out like a key, a ring of keys and get one and unlock it. And You have to unlock the front door from the inside. Is that how it works? Like yeah, it's, it's one of those weird, bolt locks or whatever. House. Yeah. Okay. You open it up and there is a package there addressed to you. Does it say who it's from? It probably, I think it does say from the Greenwich <laughs> Company on it, yeah. He'll look at it and just go. <laughs> it's not a big, it's not a big box. It's like, you know, this large. It's like, okay, the size you, of like you, a loaf darling, of bread. Darling, this is an audio medium. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, the size thank of like you. a loaf of bread. Ish, maybe even a little bit smaller. Okay. Um, if you've ever bought like a small electronic from Amazon, it's about that size of a box. Okay. He'll, uh. Look at it and go. Ah. Okay. And he'll just, like, 
lean down as best he can in like as much pain as this will cause and like pick it up and yes just like not wanting to really walk back because that kind of hurts he'll close the door lay against the door and then just kind of slide down until he's sitting on the floor with his back against the door and we'll just like start like tearing this package open okay okay um you find uh, a couple things in the package one is what looks like an envelope with a note in it addressed to you and the other is um wrapped up a little bit is just literally a usb stick and on the top of that box is labeled your copy as trisha promised you a copy of the recording ah uh, wonderful i'll have to uh burn this onto a cd so i can listen to it while i drive <laughs> i love that do you look at the note yeah he'll he'll flip open the note okay um you see uh you notice so you notice several things about the note it is printed on sort of like an official greenleaf lettermark it's signed at the end by Trisha. The other interesting thing you notice about this note, and I think you've probably, as long as you're cool with this, uh, I think you've gotten some notes like this from employers and things like that before. You can actually, and you know how to look for it, there's like a slight shine or shimmer to the ink that it's printed on, the printed or the signature. Mm -hmm. You know that it's attuned so that only you would be able to see it. Anyone else would see a blank piece of paper. And the note just has six simple words on it. I can help you find her. Oh. oh my god, what the fuck? Oh. He will. Fuck you, Trisha. He will hold this, uh. Hold this, uh, <laughs> in his hand now. Because he was like, opening it, he was like, oh, this is gonna be some fucking snarky ass comment being like, thank you for your cooperation with the Greenleaf Corporation. <laughs> he was surprised and even more surprised and kind of startled a bit uh, by the fact that that's what that said. Um, I was expecting that shit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, He will stare at this note for like a good solid like minute or so, minute and a half, and then like he'll put it down. Oh, sorry, go ahead. He'll put it down and like look around the room and notice that he he did indeed just like sit down against the door and he'll be like okay I guess I'm uh just kind of here now Slurpee does come up and kind of looks at you sort of like kind of like you weren't supposed to get up ah <laughs> uh, it's Aww. fine there's uh you you wanna you you, you miss Ma right Was that a was that a, was that a yes. round yes? Okay. I'm nodding my head. That's okay. Enough. Okay, I wasn't looking. Sorry. And actually, let me get whenever she's like, like, yeah, and obviously. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, let's see. How do I approach this? If I just continue on this, Tempest will yell at me. If I mention this to the group, there will be a lot of questions that I don't want to answer. 
an option C would be to sit here and just watch Golden Girls. It's just gonna like fold up the note like really like neatly and he's gonna since he's not wearing his cloak and like at this point yeah, he's just gonna fold up the note and he's gonna like put it in his pocket and he's gonna take the USB and he's gonna be like One of them had a laptop, didn't they? Tempers have a laptop I'm sure they wouldn't mind and he'll like try to get up like using like the doorknob and like Lift himself up and like open the door for Slurpee to like come out with him and electric. Did you guys take the Winnebago, or did you guys take? No, they took no. cast. Winnebago's yes. still there. He'll he'll walk up to the Winnebago with uh with um Slurpee behind him and he will go he will go in and uh, try to uh, search around for uh, any sign of uh, laptop owned by Tempest or otherwise. God and Tempest don't. I they have their bag. But I don't know if they, if, if the laptop was out of the bag, they wouldn't have put it also, in. Also, another question. Uh, since they're leaving and Ashton was recovering inside the house, would they have locked the Winnebago? True. Uh, that's a question for Tempest to answer. The kids are still in there. The kids yes, are still so, in there, yeah. They need to be able to get out if they need yeah. to. Well, you can lock something one way, but I, it's a. Well, oh yeah, but they need to be able to get back in. Yes. Okay. That, that, that was their thought. Okay. Um, Ashton, so you climb in. I think as you're headed, where did you put the kids, remind me? Infirmary. Yeah. Bunks. Okay. Ashton, uh, you get in there, and as soon as you open the door, you hear, ah! And you see a couple of, like, you see a teenager falling ah! over. And he, like, he, like, like <laughs> stumbles back for a second, he's like, damn it, don't scare me like that! <laughs> who the fuck are you? I'm the one who saved your ass! <laughs> Technically false. <laughs> Shut up, you're not there! <laughs> he don't know uh, that. <laughs> they, they back up. And he uh, looks at you. What have you? Who, who the fuck are you? Uh, well, kid, uh, I. Why do I have to tell you? I saved you. You should be laying down right now. We're gonna get you back to your parents in the morning. It's the middle of the fucking night. He like looks at his watch, like his wrist, realizes that he's not wearing a watch and puts his wrist down. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> points outside. What? Where? Where are we? We're about. Starts counting on his fingers. Seven minute drive outside of town. You were in the. Uh, Mountain for quite a while. That was, uh, yeah, that was the thing. He holds his head like I don't. I can't remember much. What happened? Oh, I get to tell them. Oh God! Oh, no. Ashton's gonna tell them everything. Every party member at all at the exact same time, just like. Mm, oh no! Bad feeling. <laughs> 
I have a feeling there's something Cassand- bad happening Cassandra right gets now. Cassandra gets into She's about to do something stupid. Oh no! Run! I would give Cassandra a hunch if they weren't so overwhelmed by every other bad thing that's happening. I don't think no, they're too. No, a hunch enough. would happen, but 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 this one be like they know exactly what's going on. It's just like. <sighs> Wait, okay. Uh, how many? How long were they missing before we arrived? I think it had been a few days. Yeah. A little bit. It's only okay. been like three or, three or so days. Yeah. Because we've been in town two days. So sorry. Listen, yeah. kid. Yeah. You and your your bud back there. He, you you were missing for a few days. Um. And by a few days, I mean like three or four, give or take. Um, turns out, uh, I mean, obviously, you would know, but uh, you and your friend there decided to go on a little trip into the mountains because, you know, nothing could ever go wrong in the mountains, but oh, something went wrong in the mountains. Why are you making that face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill him! No, it's to go wrong in the mountains, but guess what? Something bad happened, and you know, we had to come and get you. Uh, he starts uh, crying. He's oh. overwhelmed. Oh, buddy. Oh. You wanna. He like pockets the USB drive, and he's like. I didn't mean to get us in trouble. Oh, uh, we just We just thought we were gonna go in, and it was gonna be fun, and then I lost Mike, and then. He like puts his hand like on his shoulder, like. Hey, I mean, Aww. you're all right. You know, everybody's hurt, which is good. Everybody got hurt. Okay, well, I did a little bit. That's why the others <laughs> left me here. But, you know, watch after you guys, make sure nothing bad happened. Uh, but since you're all right, that means that uh, come uh, whenever they get back, we can uh, get you, you and your friends back home, and you guys can see your family again, you know. Are they, are they... Are they okay? Is our family okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone's fine. There's, I mean, there's no... Sorry, that sounded really... Uh, <laughs> he looks kind of nervous. <laughs> sorry. I'm not really... Uh, I don't, I'm not very good with... Good talking. at talking to people? Yeah. No, that was kind of becoming a bit apparent. Yeah. Let's see, you're a kid, so I'm just gonna let that one slide, but I don't usually let a lot, a lot of people talk shit to me, alright? And he like he like he like gives him like a little bit of a nuggie and like <laughs> He kind of like struggles the sec, is a bit unsure how to take this. <laughs> on the traumatized children. Alright, here. Give me one second. I I'll let you come into the house and we can uh get some food in ya. Uh Okay, let me um let me see if uh, let me see if my is up. Yeah. I just I woke up. I was confused. I wandered out here and then I ran into you. Yeah, I get it. Go ahead, go ahead and uh, see if uh, your friend is all right, and then we can uh, head my my brother actually. Yeah, your brother. Uh, I don't know. I just... Can't wait till they see Slurpee. I don't. Well, what, when he goes to like go do that, he's gonna be like Slurpee. He's gonna, like, I go think Slurpee was about to come in, and Slurpee just like walks backwards carefully. I kind of he kind of doesn't want these traumatized kids to see this eldritch abomination. Just, just has her paw almost almost on the on the step on the first step, just like that. 
And they just slowly <laughs> pulled it back. Yeah. <laughs> Their day's been bad enough, honey. Can you can you just go nap in Ashton's room for a minute? Seriously. Okay, I think we'll uh I think we could cut from that. Is there anything else urgent you want to do, or can we cut somewhere else, Ashton? Um because you're just gonna no, get the kids. I imagine situated. we're gonna come back to that eventually. So yeah, yes. I think we're good right now. I think Tempest, you deliver that line of you know that little bit, and then Cassandra just vumps into existence. All right, um, Cassandra, are you okay? <laughs> I, like, I, I, how how can you okay. describe how does Cassandra look? So, please. So Cassandra is well covered in dirt. They look pretty beat up. Uh, their start. clothing is torn. Uh, they got, you know, some blood stains on them from, you know, having to fall from the cliff. Um, you know, and you know the uh, chunks of... The other chunks that, that weren't there before. Huh. Jesus, what happened to you? Are, are you okay? Where's Dane? What happened? Oh, shit, the egg's broken. He hatched. I, I, he sure did. Where is he? I think you can actually see big, like we, Dane described his alternate footprints. You can kind of see like big steps leading away from the egg. Oh, he's and like a he big ass a chicken now, or a, yeah, a dinosaur. I'm sorry, I like the chicken better. All of this joking and stuff, Cassandra looks like they're about to cry. <laughs> oh, 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 hey, um. What's up? Where did he go? What happened? I, I, he, he turned into this thing when he came out and I had. More of a thing than he was already? Yes. And, and I had this terrible, terrible feeling about him and then I, I tried to stop him and he, Tossed me off a cliff. What the fuck? I... Jesus. Oh. Fuck. Okay, so... Uh, I mean, physically he's the strongest of us, so he can't kick his ass. But we could find a way. <laughs> Tempest, I'm gonna be honest. No. No. But if he hurts you, we're gonna have to do something about it. I. I don't it's know. it's not just that. When I have a feeling and we don't stop it, people die. I mean, people usually end up dying, but that means Dane hurt somebody. I wasn't able to stop Dane. It means he hurt somebody. Or killed somebody. So we need to... F okay, well, we need to find him then before it happens again. How are we going to do that? I don't... Oh, shit, shit. Do you have the compass? I... I don't know if they're in any state. No, but maybe one right of us now. can use it. And what are we going to do? I don't fucking know. Okay, fine. We'll just let Dane rampage, get it out of the system, kill a few more people, and then he'll come back around eventually. That's not what I mean. I just... Uh, I just 
think we, we need some semblance of an, of an inkling of a plan. <sighs> okay, what do you want to do then? We need to get Cassandra. They're not in any shape. You're right. Yeah. I doubt we'd be able to talk him down. So we need some way of stopping him. All right, well, we have to find him. That's the first part, which the, one of us can use the compass. What about, you know how in the other house in Smithage, Ashen had all the weird magic artifacts, right? Yeah. Maybe he has something like that? Okay, we can drive back and ask. I mean, yeah, better than, um, yeah. But let's try that. Okay. Cassandra, are you, are you good? Can we get you in the car? Yeah, I just... I need my bag. I can't see shit. I think can we I've, see it? Yeah, you can. The other thing that you see, which I think Em actually notices looking up the bag, like, oh, fuck. And uh, she looks, she's looking around in the rubble of the egg, and she pulls up another orb. This one is not blue like the last one. This is a bit more of a brown and blackish kind of color, but it otherwise resembles the last orb. Zelda rules! <laughs> I was about to ask if it was more Zelda rules, it's, yeah. It's Zelda rules. I don't know why it's in Dane's egg. Maybe Dane's the next monster, I guess. Oh, Let's shit. Go. I don't remember that in Zelda rules. I haven't played any Zelda, so I defer to you. Hippie. <laughs> M is almost just, just because she's nervous, is doubling down on all of the quipping because it's the only coping mechanism she knows. <laughs> <laughs> so proud. Yeah, I think all of you load up and you start driving back. I want to cut to Dane, but I don't know where Clyde is. Dane, where are you trying to head? Just to town, really. Okay, you can kind of maybe see some of the lights or whatever from the top of the ridge. That's just trying to make their way to down the road or wherever closest, you know, make their way over there. All right. I think you're trying to walk and with every step, cause you have, you're one away from dying right now, right? Yes. You, um, every step becomes heavier and heavier and you can just feel yourself becoming exhausted. But I assume you keep trying to power through it because yeah, you're a stubborn just, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> nah, can't keep me down. <laughs> Roll act under pressure to see like if you can keep your balance up oh through my God, all of this. That would be funny as shit if you just said that and then collapse. Uh, you said act, you first, said act please. under pressure. Too. Yeah, you're still. Um, are you taking a minus? No, you're not taking a minus one. You're you're just. Uh, that puts me at an even ten. Oh, Jesus Christ! Okay, you just through sheer ass stubbornness keep walking, and eventually. I mean, are you trying to go into town proper, like in the streets? It, yeah, just trying to make like make sure, like try to help, you know, as there's like rocks to move <laughs> okay. or like people need to be carried places. And Dane just dragging the hammer behind him. Just, I'm here to help. I think actually you do see some fire trucks headed in one particular direction. Dane will it's make his way. not my house this time. Yeah. No, it's not your house this time. Dane will make his way in that direction. All right. Um, You head that way and you come up upon a shop. It's a little bit, it's it's kind of more a little bit on the edge of town. You can tell like as a result of that was less shielded from the rock side and has been pretty solidly, the building has been decimated. The sign though that you would see is Marshall and Son 
auto repair. Dane looking at I owe him a windshield. <sighs> and then <laughs> just delirious. <laughs> just <laughs> windshield. I don't know what to help with now. Uh, so you said like the building's been decimated, but the sign is still intact. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of the few things left standing up. But um, you, uh, I think you actually can see as the fire truck arrives, some of the uh, the guys and some of the emergency like first responders are sort of trying to get. They seem to be trying to get some rubble off of a particular spot. You can tell they're trying to like look for people that might be buried. Dane will walk over to join them. Actually, and he'll be like. Mm. You point a lift. And we'll demonstrate by picking up like a rock. Like a big one, I assume. Like a fairly large rock. Like one that would take considerable effort, but for Dane is a little like it's definitely less effort. Yeah. Um I think you need to roll I think you just like you probably just find the first firefighter you see. Yeah. And you say that. So I think roll manipulate someone. Oh, this is gonna go so fucking poorly. There's so much that could go poorly. Oh hey, holy shit. Uh, oh, wait, <laughs> that's a minus one. So that puts me at an eight. Okay, I think the way an eight works is you have to do something right now to kind of show it to them. And I think... I will pick up multiple boulders. Yeah, and I think what happens, this is what I'm going to give you, is you you feel... I'm not going to do one more harm to you because that would kill you. I'm not going to do that just yet, but you definitely feel like that. It, it brings you that much closer to collapsing completely. Mm. But you're able to demonstrate it and they just like shrug like, all right, the, the, over there. Because um, <laughs> they're, they're, it's just kind of a bonkers scenario right now and they yeah. don't have time to question another strong person who can lift. And I think, Dane, I will actually ask you right now, there's, you're making a lot of rolls in sequence, but they're all very separate things. I, you need to like try to figure out where to go and what to lift. So uh, to me, that strikes me as a read about situation. Do yes. you agree? Let us do it. Six experience point. <laughs> okay. Working the trend off. continues. You're trying to listen, and you can hear. Eventually, you hear what sounds like a, a young girl crying out, like maybe like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And you go, and you're trying to lift a heavy boulder, and you can't quite get there, and you get frustrated. And instinctively, I think you're like, all right, I will smash this. And the tongues come out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And you move the boulder and you can actually see. Though this is the last thing you see. There's a young girl in a hoodie and uh, most of her face is burned. They don't look like fresh burns or anything. It looks like uh, like it's been a while. And she sees you and she just screams. <laughs> Because uh, you have all that. And then at that yeah. moment, you realize you have the tongues out, and then you slip and fall, and you just pass out. I slip and fall and hit my head on a <laughs> boulder, and just. <laughs> like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it's literally, it's like the girl screams, and then Dana's like, doing circles. Oh, I have the tongues out. We'll retract the tongues and just like go to like step forward, like offer a hand, slip, thunk, like a rebar. Bah.
interpretive dance clients doing? What's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm just waiting to see how the story is going to go. That's all. I'm just like, okay. I'm curious. 